0: Hello, and welcome to this Net Zero Investor podcast. I'm Monica Woodley, and I'm joined by Nawar Alsadi, who is the Senior Impact Advisor at Scope4 Capital. Now, today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to conduct a thought experiment of what true integration of sustainability in the investment process would look like. We'll discuss what that ideal approach would be if we could start with a clean slate as well as what we should do, as obviously that clean slate is not possible. But first, we'll start by diagnosing the problems. So welcome, Noir. And um, if we could start with, I guess, getting an idea of what you think are the problematic areas of the current approach to net zero integration in the investment process.
1: Uh, Yes. Hello, Monica. Pleasure to be with you. Well, there are many, many issues and challenges with integrating net zero. I think uh, many of your listeners who work in this field are probably aware that this is quite a a challenge. I will focus on two challenges in particular. I would say one of the first challenges or the biggest challenges is we don't really have a proper financial assessment of net zero transformations. The investment community would like companies to transition to net zero, but they don't necessarily understand would they see at the other end? Will these businesses change? Would they remain uh, as profitable or, uh, or as attractive from an investment standpoint as they are today? Second question, and it's a major challenge that immediately jumps at you, is that there's a large disconnect between the ambitions of the investment community, and it's great for the investment community to be ambitious around the speed and the, uh, the breadth of the transition to net zero and the actual number of companies mm-hmm. that are transitioning. And we're, we're looking at under half a percent of the climate disclosure project filing companies, and these are over 18,000 companies. There are only 81 companies of them that are actually aligned, mm-hmm. fully aligned with the net zero transition.
0: Okay. I I guess if you could give us a little bit more of an idea of what are the, the reasons behind these specific problems.
1: Well, on the first challenge around the business uh, transformation and the business kind of uh, aspects of that is we don't have a precedent for this. Mm-hmm. We have not seen a full transformation of our economy from uh, a carbon emitting to a non-carbon emitting uh, across industries, across sectors. We don't understand what the economics of cement uh, manufacturers, steel makers, airline companies, in internet, zero economy. So... From that standpoint, the challenge is that we have to model this from the ground up, and we don't have comparables. It's a problem of data. It's a problem of process. It's a problem of just there's lack of familiarity with what we're trying to do. The second challenge, in a way, around the lack of companies committing to net zero pertains or is connected with the first one. And why I say that is because investors, when they look at net zero transformation, they do their planning on a spreadsheet, but companies have to do it in the real world they actually have to invest in capital, they have to train people, they have to think about their business models, maybe invest in technologies that are new or experimental. So all of this takes a lot of time. It's very risky. It's very difficult. So I feel the other challenge is, I mean, you can split them out, but I would say the difficulty of net zero transformation is not really being reflected in the numbers for a valid reason. And investors have not really figured out a way uh, to align these two data points.
0: And you've mentioned, obviously, there's a lot of ambition um, within the investment space to integrate sustainability. And and we're seeing a lot of that coming through in in the the language and and marketing around investments. I guess, what else do you think is is holding us back from it being a, a true integral part of the investment process instead of just, you know, something we talk about in the marketing?
1: Well, I mean, for starters, we do need better data Mm -hmm. and better tools. A lot of investors today are pulling data off the shelves and integrating them into their investment process, but it's unclear to what extent this, the data signals or the data is providing signals that are useful from an investment standpoint or even from a sustainability standpoint. uh, Tools to analyze net zero transition, as I mentioned earlier, both in terms of decarbonization pathways and business impacts are lacking and then Governance and training and know-how around all of that is a challenge and it's, uh, it's something we need to invest in. The second point, which again, building on the first point, I think what the investment community needs to understand that for them to move forward with a sustainable uh, sustainability integration investment process, they need to simultaneously invest in three areas, finance, sustainability and data. You can't invest in one or the other uh, or two of them and, and, and kind of neglect the third one. They, both of these things have to move in tandem <laughs> because without these three elements, you, you won't be able to execute on a sustainable investment plan. And then I would say the third one is the investment community still thinks in terms of risk and return in a two-dimensional construct. And we need to think about sustainable investment in a three-dimensional construct where investors have to be closer to the field. Basically, Mm -hmm. they have to work more closely with companies and understand their businesses at a more intimate level compared to what they've done in the past. And that also requires a different approach and a different deployment, a different set of tools that investors need to use to manage risk. Engagement is a good example of managing risk in mm-hmm. the real world at the source. So we need more of that as well. And we need to integrate that, of course, better, invest, more, uh, invest in more training and resources and data to accomplish that last point as well.
0: Okay. So As we've mentioned, uh, net zero concerns have been somewhat bolted on to the traditional investment process, but now the fun part, what would it look like if we were able to actually start with a clean slate and build a new investment process with sustainability principles at the core?
1: I mean, if we had the luxury to start with a clean slate, and to some extent, this is what we've been trying to do at Scope for uh, Capital, where I currently work as the senior advisor, is is first, we need to stop talking about sustainability and finance. In a way, these two data points should fully merge, and we shouldn't have sustainability analysts or, or business analysts or finance analysts. This function should be fully integrated. And of course, that has implications on training, hiring, on workflows. The same applies to financial data. financial data uh, and sustainability data need to be interchangeable. If you look at an income statement, you should be able to deconstruct it in a financial sense and sense and also in a sustainability sense so the you know whether a cost of goods sold or revenues or sGna all these elements can be should be traced back to sustainability factors and If these were to be changed or adjusted or modeled, then we should see the impact on the financial side of things so again we we don 't have these tools, but if we 're starting with a clean slate the the tools with the tools we are using today should be fully uh, interchangeable and integrated and then Finally, I would say we do need a complete fusion uh, as well across the governance structures that we have today in terms of decision-making. One peculiar aspect of sustainability is that it's an interdisciplinary field. Mm -hmm. Sustainability itself doesn't exist in a vacuum. It exists in relation to something. So when we apply a sustainable investment process, it does need the investment team to be involved, the, the risk management team to be involved, the sustainability staff to be involved. And to the extent they all understand what the other is, doing Mm -hmm. and it goes back to the initial training that would be uh, in my opinion an ideal world where these parties are both operate as a single entity but also obviously they do have a certain specialization but it's very fluid in terms of what everybody's doing because that's just what sustainability required you can't do it in silos
0: Well, unfortunately, now back to reality, (laughs) considering the constraints of our current system, what changes do you think that we could make to get closer to that ideal?
1: I would strongly recommend an increased investment in education and training. So certifications such as CFA ESG or CFA Climate or SASB certifications are should be a must for anybody working in this field. And I'm not just picking, for example, on finance uh, professionals who maybe don't have these certifications. Sustainability professionals also need to get financial certifications and they need to understand the language of finance. So these are things that we can do today. It's just you have to introduce training programs. You have to pay for these certifications to give time to your staff to learn these things. So I think that's uh, that's critical. Second thing we can do is we really need to ramp up spending on ESG and mm-hmm. climate data. Right now, we're spending 35 times more on financial data than on ESG and climate data. There is a very vibrant ecosystem, a startup ecosystem, trying to address these challenging uh, challenges around data using machine learning, u- using natural language processing and AI. But a lot of these startups require support from the industry Mm -hmm. they we they need investment they need revenue streams they need access to professionals so obviously i think additional investment in that uh, direction are important and third and a critical piece of it i think the industry need to review its cost structure i think asset owners need to be prepared to accept potentially a relatively a bit of an increase in terms of what they are comfortable with in terms of paying managers because If you think about engagement, for example, which is an important part of uh, sustainable investing, it's very resource-intensive. Mm-hmm. It's very slow. It's expensive, and you can do these things without paying for them. Because if you do it, you're going to you're not going to do them properly, or you're going to undermine a, a different side of the process. So the cost structure have to be reviewed. And I would say, uh, finally, we just need a change of mindset. What I mean by that is that the industry has significantly shifted now that sustainability is part of the process and the best way to shift the current system is to accept that the system has shifted and you have to sit down and really rethink how you go around creating value and capturing value both in a financial and non-financial sense and and that requires obviously a different approach and different type of investments and you just can't be doing the same old thing
0: okay no, I mean, some of those things are at, at kind of the industry level or, or uh, parts of the ecosystem, as you said, you know, data providers upping their game. But what about individual investment managers? I, I guess if you could give them some some tips about, you know, what are just a few changes perhaps that they could make to their current approach, which you think would bring a better a better integration?
1: Great question, Monica. First thing, I would say they need to experiment more. They need to go out there and find the answers to their problems rather than wait for the answers to arrive to them. So if there's a challenge around data, they need to think about creating their own data sets. Uh, they need to reach out to the startup community and, and, and get answers to the questions that are raised around data availability, around financial viability. of, For example, net uh, zero com- conversions, they need to try new multi-factor models, look for signals. They need to be thoughtful and creative. Second, they need to, again, I re re-emphasize that point, but you can't replace it. Education, mm-hmm. training is very important. And you can't just have kind of very basic, rudimentary level of training. You got to really think around the process that will give your team a proper understanding of these issues. And then um, finally, I think investment managers need to do less things and do them well mm-hmm. rather than try to do everything and end up doing very little so it's okay you don't have to target biodiversity climate change diversity <laughs> governance the, all of it i understand you can look at it but try to do de- i think they should develop expertise in a specific field learn how to do well once they're comfortable with that they should go to the next one rather mm-hmm. than try to do too much
0: All right. Yes, that's um, some really helpful advice, as usual, Noir. Thanks for speaking with us. Thank you.
1: Pleasure, Monica.